Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hello, friend. On this episode, we are breaking down the three reasons why you struggle to sell. Now, this podcast episode, in truth, could be hours and hours and hours because there are lots of reasons why folks like you and me struggle to sell each and every single day in our businesses and in our um, interactions with, with our customers. But I wanted to pick the three juiciest, the meatiest things that I see happening over and over and over again. And this has been throughout my entire life. And most especially in the last two and a half decades, I've been specifically focused on helping experts just like you sell really well. So with that, let's dive in. So the three reasons why you struggle to sell. Now, this may be surprising because I'm going to tell you that a lot of times and will reference a book recommendation in the show notes below for you. So we'll start us off with that one. I'm not going to actually dive into the topic uh, terribly detailed, but it's called To Sell is Human by Daniel Pink, because I'm going to tell you that everything that you actually need to be successful in sales is within you. And you just may be lacking certain skills because selling is a skill set. We don't magically wake up one day and know how to sell, but all the things that you have inside of you will allow you to be really good at selling as long as you get over yourself, right? As long as you get over the whole idea that selling is icky, that it's sleazy or it's spammy, or that truthfully, it's something that you do to people. For me, selling is something that you do for people. It is a an interaction. It is like a dance. It is relationship building. It is leadership. It is service-oriented. And it is a decision-making process. I am a decision-making expert. I make decisions left, right, and center every single day. And I do it almost without thinking about it, but it's because I've had years and years and years of practice. And it is something that I have discipline and commitment around. And when you get to that level, then it's much easier to guide people on how to make decisions that are appropriate for them as well, regardless of what the end decision might be. So again, I just want to give you that caveat and that foundation that there is nothing that you need to change about yourself in order to get better at selling. And that's one of the things that we really get stuck on. And I say this from my own personal experience, because I realized that I thought I needed to be a totally different person. I felt like I needed to be more charismatic, that I needed to be outgoing, that I needed to be an extrovert, when none of that was actually true. If you are a human being, which is the whole premise of Daniel Pink's book, To Sell as Human, you have everything that you need in order to be able to sell well. And in fact, he says that we are selling each and every single day, no matter what our job title is, no matter what it is that we actually do for our career, for our life, or for our business. So the number one thing that I want to share with you today 
it is related to um, this whole concept of chicken and an egg, right? Sales or marketing, marketing or sales. And especially for the clients that I typically start out working with, but they're not exclusive to that world of the solopreneur or the CEO who wears all of the hats in your business right now, chances are, if you are in the startup phase, that you very much are wearing all the hats and that you are in charge of your marketing and your sales process. But what ends up happening is if you have misaligned marketing, if you don't understand what it is that you're trying to create in the marketplace, the messaging and the positioning that you have, there's going to be incongruency between your marketing process and your sales process. And what that leads to is unqualified leads. And that means that you're attracting people that aren't yet ready to buy. Now, this is going to tie into uh, mistake number two or the, the reason why we're st struggling to sell in just a minute, the second one. But the first piece here that I want you to understand is that when you focus really heavily on your marketing, which is not a bad place to to focus on, right? We need to market, we need to sell, we need both of those things to actually work hand in hand. But when you focus so much on marketing to the expense of your sales process, that they don't communicate to one another, that they're not aligned to one another, that there's incongruency between those two activities, it means that you're going to get frustrated because you're going to get a lot of people attracted uh, to what it is that you do, right? You're going to get a lot of folks that could look like a lot of visitors to your website, it could look like a lot of people uh, going to your speaking engagements. It could look like a lot of people subscribing to your blogs, your newsletters, or even the free resources that you have put together. But at the end of the day, they're not translating into buyers. They're not turning into paying customers. And even if they do turn into paying customers, they don't turn into customers that want to stay with you over and over and over again. So your churn rate goes up, your customer attrition rate goes up, your co cost of acquiring new customers goes up, and your average client value typically goes down because your retention goes down. So these are all things that as a business owner, you need to be mindful of, and they can show you and pinpoint that there's incongruency between what you're doing on the front end of your business processes and on the back end of your business processes, which directly leads to sales and not just one-time sales, but repeat sales. Now, I've done a whole episode on this concept of churn and why it's important for all of us to be aware of, regardless of what it is that you are um, actually putting in the market whether it's products or services, that it is something that we all need to be mindful of as business owners. So we're going to link that up in the show notes below for you as well. But if you don't align your marketing, if your messaging is incongruent to how you want to lead people and guide them through that decision-making process in order to actually buy from you, because remember, selling is really about helping people buy and so if you're struggling to sell, we need to look at how are you encouraging people to buy from you? And if it's difficult for people to buy simply because you're confusing, you're not aligned, there's incongruency with what you're putting out and what people are receiving or perceiving of your brand and your marketing and your message and your products and services, well, no wonder why you are struggling, right? So that's number one. Number two, the, the reason why you're struggling to sell. And it's directly related to the first reason that I shared with you. Number two is that you are targeting the wrong people. 
Now, this is directly related to why you might be uh, receiving unqualified leads, because too often what I hear and I see with my clients that I work with inside of Sales Mastery Society, as well as privately when I'm doing more bespoke consulting, is that you don't understand where people are in the sales cycle. You don't understand your buyer's motivations to buy because your motivations to sell something to someone may not be the same as your ideal client and your customer's wanting to buy from you, their motivation to want to, to move forward. And if you continue to press your agenda, then you're going to overshadow the true reason why somebody might be interested and in engaging with you in the first place. And that is the equivalent of business death, business suicide, because essentially what you're saying is, I don't think what your reasons are, are as important as my reasons. And as a result, I am not going to be listening to you properly. Now, I'm sure you can appreciate that in any relationship, and mark my words, the interaction that you have with your customers is a relationship. You are just at varying degrees of how intimate that relationship and conversation is. And as you can imagine, with any type of relationship, how would you feel if somebody continually pressed their agenda? pressed their needs and their wants and their desires above your own, wouldn't that upset you at some point, right? Wouldn't that frustrate you? Wouldn't that feel overwhelming where you just feel like, what is the point? Because I feel every time that I open up my mouth or it appears that every time I say something that it gets kind of brushed to the side. And while I know that you may not be doing this intentionally, I just want to encourage you to really think thoughtfully about what it is that you're doing in your current process that may be edging out your opportunity to deeply connect and have a true meaningful interaction with your potential customers, because that's the, the critical piece, right? So when we think about this, are you understanding your buyer's motivations? Now, I have a whole deep dive training that I go into with my clients inside of Sales Mastery Society around the sales psychology of buying, because there is a process involved with that. And if we target the wrong motivations and we don't understand where our buyers are in their buying cycle, their decision-making process, then guess what? There's going to be incongruence. And that directly leads to the very first reason we, we talked about, which is that your marketing just simply doesn't land. And as a result, you're going to attract a lot of unqualified leads and people who never want to buy from you or aren't ready to buy yet. Now, this being said, what I want you to also realize is that when you target the wrong people, your marketing message and your positioning may not be properly put in front of the right people. So every single market has a cold, a warm, and hot buyers, right? People who are not really, um, they don't really know who the heck you are, that, you know, our cold, our cold audience, the people who are uh, more receptive to you are warmer audience that may be ready to buy, uh, maybe not, depends. And then our hot audience who are extremely engaged typically are more ready to buy, but not always. And so really understanding where they are in the customer journey. But for me, it's more about how is their motivation? Where are they and how motivated are they not only to buy from you, but also to recommend your products and services to other people that they care about because not everybody is a buyer. Not everybody is a, a, a potential customer for you. However, every single person 
has the ability to impact someone else that could be a potential customer or buyer for you. And that's why for me, relationship building is so critical and being an expert in the decision-making um, field, right? The sales is all about decision-making. That's really my unique way of approaching the interaction with the clients and the customers that I have. It's about making sure that people understand how to make appropriate decisions for them and to empower you to make the most appropriate decisions so that you have the confidence and the competence to do so. So really think about who are you targeting and are they the right folks that actually are enabling them to be able to say yes consistently and confidently for your products and services, because that will allow you to overcome this struggle to selling. The third thing, which is super important, right, is if we go back to what I shared earlier, which is you have all the necessary ingredients to do well at selling. I am not unique. I'm an introvert. I hated the concept of selling. And yet here I am, you know, two and a half decades later with hundreds of millions of dollars, not just for me that I've been able to sell, but that my, my people have been able to do as well. Now I have taught this skill over and over and over again. And I know that if I can do it, if I can teach hundreds, thousands of people with all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, experiences, and educational levels, you can learn this as well. So that's the third thing. It's lack of training. Now, here's what I want you to know. It has to be appropriate training because we've all been in a classroom where the teacher basically says, you got to listen to me or else. Well, the or else is usually I can't teach you any other way. And that is not really a conducive way to allowing people and encouraging them to be empowered to learn in a way that fits for you and suits your personality, your style, your abilities, and the unique fears that you might have as it relates to how you want to approach selling. So I really want to encourage you that there is an expert for you. Maybe that's me and that's why you're listening. Uh, whatever the case may be, I just want you to know that sales is a skill that can be taught. And too often what ends up happening is that you get caught up in the vanity metrics, right? Like how many followers do you have? How many social media platforms can you be on? How much exposure can you get? What's another logo that you could create? How much uh, website presence do you have? Like how pretty could you make things look? And while that is important, depending on your brand and your position, I absolutely agree that there will come a point where you need to have certain assets in place. It's not typically the very first thing that you need to have in place. If you do not have sales coming through the door, you will not have a business for very long. And as I've said from the very start of my business, eventually you just have a very expensive hobby. Sometimes that runway becomes very, very short, depending on how much capital and how much savings and how much access to money that you have to support your business startup. But even as you continue to grow, any moment of, of growth requires an up-leveling in the skills. You may realize that, wow, I've never had to sell before, but I've gotten clients. I've relied on word of mouth. I've relied on referrals. I've relied on goodwill and my reputation and the connection and the networks. And once that starts to kind of dry up, you don't have a predictable way to generate revenue. And a lot of my clients come to me when they're starting to grow and scale beyond the initial stages because they realize, my goodness, 
I never really had to put a focus on selling. And now I actually have to sell. I actually have to engage with people in a meaningful way so that I can have dialogue that will lead to a decision-making process that hopefully will lead to more yeses such that I can replicate the success over and over again. I need to be able to put a process in place so that I can actually hire salespeople because I've tried and they've failed and I'm really frustrated because I'm burning out my leads or I'm burning out potential customers. And I don't want to put that reputation out there because it's putting my brand at risk. And I just want you to know that this is a skill that you can learn, that you can be trained on. Do you have to be the absolute master at it? No, you don't. But I'm going to tell you that a lot of my clients get pretty dang good at it in their own unique way. We all sell differently. And I want you to embrace that differentness, that uniqueness. I want you to embrace how God made you. I want you to embrace the way that you want to do things because it does not have to be cookie cutter. Now I teach processes and frameworks and principles that are tried and true and battle tested both offline and online. And I'm going to tell you as somebody who has a varied wide background and experience in a lot of different selling situations and circumstances that you can do this too. Now, if you're looking for more help, I invite you to come on inside to my inner circle at Sales Mastery Society. You can find out more details in the show notes below or go to salesmasterysociety.com where we break down these exact things in a lot more detail in order to help you sell with more ease without being sleazy, without being pushy or aggressive and to do it in a way that feels completely aligned to who you are and the values that you hold because you do not have to sacrifice your values, what you believe in, and how you want to show up in the world simply to make more money and to be on the path to becoming a millionaire. I am proof positive that it is possible with discipline, commitment, conviction, and yes, fun, ease, and joy. So I would love to support you. Come on over to salesmasterysociety.com. I hope this episode was helpful for you. We have broken down at least three specific reasons why you may be struggling to sell so that you can overcome. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.